What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the 24-7 Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Malik, and we are back with another podcast today. We're going to be uh, reviewing Elimination Chamber last night. I apologize for everybody I said I was going to have my review right after the pay-per-view, but I forgot that I was doing another review on somebody else's podcast, so we're going to hop right into it. Um, I'm I'm, going to be honest with you guys. This pay-per-view was a lot better than I expected. When I did my predictions, I wasn't really excited for this pay-per-view. I didn't really see much coming out of it. I didn't really care too much for it. Most of the matches on the card were just... Yeah, that's how I felt about it. That's how I felt about it. But, you know, the pay-per-view was a lot was a lot better than it was. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot better. Um, let's start off with the, the Cruiserweight match. I didn't watch the pre-show, but I actually heard the Cruiserweight match was pretty good. Buddy Murphy, I heard uh, uh, Kira Tozawa actually um, impressed a lot of people in that match. He did a lot of cool things in that match. I'm actually going to go back and watch that match today because uh, I do want to see... Um, I, I, I do want to see that match, man. I wish they would put the... I'm tired of them putting the cruiserweights on the pre-show, man. I was really excited when they put the 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 main uh, cruiserweight card on the main roster when it was on when it was uh, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy, and I kind of thought they maybe going a different direction with the cruiserweights. And I was like, oh, the cruiserweights they're actually gonna you know get more spots on, on the main card now, but they just they just keep feeding them on the fucking pre-show, man. Like Jesus, please, please stop putting them on the pre-show. WWE, I get sometimes. They won't make the main card like, you know, the WrestleManias and the SummerSlams and stuff like that. And that's fine. I'm alright with that. But when you have a card like this, Elimination Chamber, when there's only like six matches on the card, there's no excuse of why you can't put them on the main show, man. I don't care if you think they're putting them on the pre-show as, as for an attraction. They deserve better spots. Guys like Buddy Murphy, really, really good, man. I love his moveset. I love his, you know, his 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 whole gimmick and character he's doing right now. Cedric Alexander, another guy who I hope to see come up to the main roster soon. I know I really like him too, man. So I'm hoping to see more of the cruiserweights on the main, on the main card, man, on the main card, not the pre-show, on the actual main card. So hopefully we can make that happen. Um, but I'm gonna go back and I can't really grade and, and predict and review that match because I didn't really, um, I didn't really see it. So let's jump into the first Elimination Chamber match. It was for the um, the crown, the first ever, quote unquote, the first ever female tag team champions. You had Bailey, Sasha Banks versus the Riot Squad um, versus the Iconics versus Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose versus Carmella and Naomi versus Nia Jackson, Tamina. This match was awesome. Crew, just absolutely awesome. I give credit to the women. Way, way better than I expected, man. This match lived up. To higher expectations than I than I uh, thought it was, um, Bailey and Sasha won, which I predicted. I think that was pretty much predictable for for a lot of people. Um, great moment for them. Happy for Bailey and Sasha, first ever quote unquote female tag team champions. Happy for them. Um, there were some cool spots in this match. You know, Nia Jax going through the pod was crazy. Uh, did not see that coming. Um, I liked the whole um, bank statement to the belly to belly. That was pretty cool right there. Um, Mandy Rose hitting her finisher on Sasha Banks. Sasha kicking out was a cool moment right there. Very, uh, kind of got you, you know, your heart kind of beating real fast in that moment. Um, my thing is, you know, I, there was a good match, but now where do we go with the tag team championships? That's my question. To me, you have to have them defend the tag team titles 
on WrestleMania. They, you can't have them on the pre-show. These titles have to feel important. The tag team division right now is terrible at booking. And um, I, I hope they do great things with these tag team championships, man. I really do. You know, I, I'm one of those people where I don't... I, I wasn't excited when they announced the tag team championship because the, the Raw tag team titles and the SmackDown tag team titles are, are poorly booked. So why would I be excited for women's tag team champions when you can't even book the men's tag team uh, division right? So... Hopefully, they got better things from it. Um, I actually did a podcast yesterday on uh, Everything Pro Wrestling. Make sure you guys go check that out. Everything Pro Wrestling with a man, uh, Conrad Cushman. We did it yesterday, and he actually mentioned that he thinks it will be... Uh, he thinks it will be Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Trish Stratus and Lita at WrestleMania. And you know what? You can say what you want about that match. I know people would rather see new talent, but I don't trust WWE if, if you know, for example, if... if they announced that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are going to challenge, you know, Sasha Banks and Bailey at WrestleMania for the uh, for the women's tag team championships. I don't trust WWE to put that match on the main card. I feel like they would look at that match and say, "Oh, you know what? We'll put that on the pre-show." I don't trust them in that sense. If you have Bailey and Sasha versus Trish Stratus and Lita, that's a match you have to put on the main card because Trish Stratus and Lita are Hall of Famers. You're not going to put them on the pre-show. And you know what? I would actually be okay with that match because one. Um, I know that's a match that Lita and Trish have talked about, and it's a match that Sasha and Bailey said that's a, that's a dream match for them. So that could be a good moment for them. You got to look at you got to look at stuff like that. You know, you have to look at bigger pictures like that. You know, when we want younger talents to get those spots, but it's WrestleMania, so you have to put on the best show you could possibly put on. You got to bring out the best names you could possibly put on, um, the best names you could possibly bring out. I meant, and I think. Um, I think Trish Stratus and Lita would be a good first tag team title defense, or if not a second tag team title defense for for uh, Sasha and Bailey. I think it would be a good first big match for for Sasha and Bailey. So I'm, I I, I kind of w- want to see Trish Stratus and Lita versus Sasha and Bailey, only because I know it'll be on the main show. It'll be on the main card, not the pre-show, but it'll be on the main card. So, we'll see. We'll see where that goes from there. But overall, the, the Elimination Chamber match for the women's was, was good. It was solid. I think it was the better of the Chamber matches, in my opinion. Um, but kudos to the women. Great, great, great match for the women. Let's hop into the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The Usos versus Shane McMahon and The Miz. We started off with The Miz coming out, announcing that him and Maurice are having a second baby. Congratulations to them. Having baby number two. Um, and this match impressed me, too, man. I'm just... I'm. I, I was stunned, you know, for for what it was. This match was great for what it was, man. It it it, it surprised me, you know. Shane McMahon still taking those high, crazy ass bumps is, is at forty nine is, is unbelievable to me, man. Shane McMahon feels like it feels like Shane's one of the boys, you know what I mean? Even though his dad's Vince and he's a McMahon and he's you no know, had the quote unquote silver spoon in his mouth, I guess you could say. It just feels like Shane's one of the guys, man. It just feels like Shane is. He just does stuff that he doesn't have to do. And what I mean by that, he he takes, first of all, he his wrestling skills are very, 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 very poor. I, I mean, he's had very little wrestling training, but for what he, he goes out there and he makes it work. He makes it, he makes it work. He feels like he's one of the boys, and it just feels like, he just, I don't know, I guess he just makes it feel, he, it makes it feel like he, he just still does stuff that he doesn't need to do, especially at his age. 
but he still wants to do it because he gets that adrenaline rush. He gets he gets that that feel from the crowd. You know that that's people still think it's cool that he does those high spots and myself included. So you know I don't know how much longer Shane will continue to do him, but I'm gonna enjoy it every time he does it, man. So um, kudos to Shane for taking those bumps. Um, kudos to Miz and Usos for for telling a good story in this match, and then the Usos won. I did not call that. I had the Miz and Shane winning. I thought the Miz and Shane would win, and then they would go on to you know. Uh, at Fastlane, the next pay-per-view, maybe drop the titles there. But The Miz and Shane lost. Usos won. Shane got the uh, hit the Skull Crush finale. Had a little bit of a slow uh, turnover for, for Uso. And Uso countered. Um, they won. And obviously, this is probably going to tell a story between Shane and, and Miz at WrestleMania. The question is now, does Shane turn heel or does Miz turn heel? I think it would make more sense for Miz to turn heel because Miz is a great heel. At Shane's age and, and, and the Shane uh, that we see now, I don't think he needs to be healed. Now, Shane can be a great heel. McMahons are really good at being heels. They're really good at being booed. But I don't think Shane needs to be a heel at this point in his, in his career. I think it makes more sense for uh, Miz to turn heel. Plus, I hope that Miz gets in the WWE Championship picture later down the road in 2019. When he first won the WWE Championship years ago in 2010, he just wasn't ready. It made no fucking sense. I, I just any main event at WrestleMania gets John Cena and fucking won. Like what type of shit was that's a main event that people look at and say, What the fuck was this? Like what 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 was booking was this back then? You know what I mean? That's how they look at WrestleMania twenty seven for that main event back then. But now Shane could totally I mean not Shane, but Miz could totally main event WrestleMania now. And he is a believable WWE champion. He's great on the mic, great in the ring. He is phenomenal talent, man. He has the overall package, I believe. And I hope to get Miz in that WWE championship picture later down the road. But this match impressed me. Um better than I thought it would be. Kudos to Shane, Miz, and the Usos for putting on a great show, telling a great story. And I'm happy the Usos had the tag team championships. But now, like you said, you know, WWE does poor booking for the tag team titles. Um how are you going to book the tag team titles now for the men's? Are you going to just do the bar in, in the New Day again? Or are you going to actually do other tag teams? Like Sanity's still there. Anderson and Gallows, still there. Shinsuke and Rusev are now a tag team now. So maybe do, do something with that, WWE. So don't just keep feeding us the same tag teams. Let's have something new, something fresh with the SmackDown tag teams uh, division for the men's. But overall, I thought the match was, was good. Uh, let's hop into the Intercontinental Championship match. You had Finn Balor versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Um, this match was decent. Finn Balor won, though, which was what surprised me. I, I did not see that coming either. That surprised me, too. Um, but he pinned Leo Rush, and Leo Rush didn't get to do the cool shit that he got to do on 205 Live. It kind of felt like they're holding him back from doing the high spots and stuff that he did on 205 Live. You know what I mean? Because he's a great performer. Leo Rush, I think, is a great entering talent, and um, I would much rather see Leo Rush and Finn Balor versus, you know, Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. And it's disappointing to say that because I like Bobby Lashley, unlike some people. I think Bobby Lashley has potential. He's just missing something, and I don't know what it is, but I go back to 2006, 2007, Bobby Lashley. I thought Bobby Lashley had it. I thought Bobby Lashley was great. Some people back then like to call him the Black Brock Lesnar. I never looked at him that way. I thought he was different. Um, and you know what? Him and Brock Lesnar do have some similarities, though. You know, they're both 6'3", like 280, jacked muscle, incredibly athletic for their size. 
um, have wrestling backgrounds, and they're very poor on the mic, too. So, I mean, that's why they have mouthpieces for them, but... Um, after the, after Finn won, Bobby slammed Leo Rush, and I hope and pray they don't split this team up, man. I like Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley because, um, like I said, I think Leo Rush is great at what he does, and Bobby Lashley is not great on the mic, so it gives him a, a, a voice. It, it gives him a voice for somebody to talk, and... I like them as a duo, man. I like them as a pair. I'm not going to say they're Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar-ish. Um, but they're good together, I think. I think I think they click. And I think I think they like being together, too. So, hopefully they keep them together. Maybe, maybe they have some output tonight on Monday Night Raw. We'll see about that. But, overall, this match was, wasn't great. I didn't, nobody really cared about this match. Um, but Finn Balor winning definitely elevated it to, uh, better than it was. So... Congrats to Finn Balor finally getting a championship run. Hopefully they make it great. Finn Balor, to me, can be one of the best Intercontinental Champions we've seen since The Miz had the championship. So hopefully they do the right things with him. Please do the right things with him. Let's move on to Ronda Rousey versus versus Ruby Riot. What was the point of this match? This match was literally maybe four to five minutes. Maybe not even that. Rousey squashes Ruby. Um, obviously we knew Ruby wasn't going to win, but she squashes Ruby Riot. I don't understand the point of this match. There was there was no point of this match. And before the match started, I should say, Charlotte came out and cut a promo. Said she's going to sit at ringside, watch the match. Uh, um, and Ronda's gear, you know, the whole, the whole Mortal Kombat gear. You know, I I, I dig that. I, I, I respect that. I, th- I thought it was cool. Have to promote, you know, um, the video game coming up. She's going to be playing the voice of the one character. I can't think of that name right now. But um, there was no point of this match. I don't... I, I, they could have just had um, a promo segment set up for this match or unannounced without having a match and having have Ruby Riot getting squashed. I get, you know, that you got to build Ronda up, make her look great for WrestleMania. You, know, you got to build her up strong for WrestleMania. I get that, 100%. But you, I just feel like that match was unnecessary. I just felt like Ruby could have been used better at the pay-per-view. I would have rather have her do something involved with the Elimination Chamber. Match then you know to have her come out here and just get squashed in like five seconds to, to Ronda Rousey, but Ronda wins, she retains. Charlotte goes in the ring. They're talking trash to each other. Becky comes out from the crowd on crutches, uh, selling that knee injury. She comes in the ring and she beats the holy fuck out of Charlotte with that crutch. And you can see Charlotte actually um, in the segment saying "Holy fuck!" like "Holy fuck!" shit like. She was beating the holy shit out of Charlotte with that crutch, man. I mean, you could, you could go back and watch it. Don't believe me? Go back and watch it. You can tell she was she was laying those shots in. Obviously, you got to lay those shots in because you got to make them look believable. But she was laying those shots in, man. You can see that, that you can start. You could, it's like you can start seeing a bruise and and form on her arm. If you go back and look at her arm, you can see that cut on her arm. You can see that you know though that those that um she was getting like a big welt and a big bruise. I think it was on her right, left, I think it was her left arm, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, man, she was laying those shots in. She hands a crutch uh, to, to Rousey, says, hey, go ahead and lay, lay your shots in. You got, you got some beef with Ronda, you got some revenge, you know, from that kendo stick she gave you at Survivor Series. Go ahead and lay those shots in. As soon as Ronda turned her back on Becky, she take her, he takes her crutch and just fucking nails Ronda in the back, and she's beating the shit out of Ronda with the crutch now. She beat Ronda so bad that she actually split Ronda's head open. She split Ronda's head open on the side right there. 
But you know, Ronda's fucking UFC fighter. No, she took that shit like a champ. You know, that was that was no sweat to her. But I mean, Becky laid those shots in hard, man. She laid those shots in. She absolutely destroyed Rousey and Charlotte with those crutches. And, she, and it, it, that's what exactly needed to happen too. Great segment right there. Like, didn't need a match for that segment. Uh, segment, but it was a great segment. Um, interested to see where we go here from Raw now. I mean, where does this lead up to Raw tonight? Um, obviously, all three of those women will probably be there, probably be doing something. Um, I personally think they will announce a match between Charlotte and Ron, and Charlotte and uh, not Ronda, Charlotte and Becky at Fastlane. Winner goes on to face Ronda at WrestleMania. And uh, I know there's people out there that, that feel like they don't need Charlotte in this match, but Charlotte's going to be in this match. I think it's going to be a triple threat. I don't think WWE believes that Ronda and Becky one-on-one is main event material for WrestleMania. I think adding Charlotte to this match, in their minds, cements, all right, this is our main event right here. So I know some people would disagree with that, but either way, it's going to be a fucking great match either way, guys. Charlotte's not stealing anybody's spotlight. They're not taking the spotlight off Becky. Becky's still going to have that good feel moment like Daniel Bryan did at WrestleMania 30. Becky's walking out of WrestleMania the champion, especially if it's the main event. Come on, let's be real. Let's be 100% here. Have some fucking common sense here when it comes to this. Becky is winning at WrestleMania. Either way, if it's if it's her and Ronda 101, hey, I'm down for it. Because if it's her and Ronda 101, that means Charlotte fights Oscar at WrestleMania. Now you have two legit badass female uh, matches, uh, championship matches at WrestleMania, which I'm down for. And if it's a triple threat, hey, if it's a triple threat, I'm 100% down for it too. Because now, to me, a triple threat kind of makes it a little bit better. A little bit better. And what I mean by it makes it a little bit better, I think it makes it a little bit better on paper. Which I mean, if you look at it, you have three legit women who are like, damn, they're legit badasses, they're top female stars, and all three of them can legit win this match. It's WrestleMania, anything can happen. But Becky's winning either way. But adding Charlotte to this match puts it in your mind that, alright, you know what, because she's a flair, they're gonna screw Becky, they might give it to Charlotte because, you know, they might have Charlotte win the first ever main event at WrestleMania for the female, so... That's how I think the match can can make it a lot better. Um, I don't think that anybody can touch Charlotte in the ring. You know, I don't think anybody's better than Charlotte in, in the ring. I think she's the best female in-ring talent on Raw or SmackDown. So, um, adding her to this match, I think, makes makes the wrestling better. Um, but we'll see. We're, we're far from WrestleMania. We'll, we'll touch on that topic a little further down the road when, when stuff starts to come up. But we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But... Let's jump into um great segment great segment by the way. Let's jump into the uh Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman match. This match was pointless. It was shit. Didn't give a fuck about this match. Um Baron Corbin won, which means it it tells me that they're going to continue this feud with Baron and and and, and Corbin with now Baron and Corbin the same people with with Strowman and Corbin. And then you had Drew McIntyre come out, and Bobby Lashley came out too. Like, what the fuck are they doing with Bobby Lashley? What is Bobby Lashley doing in WWE right now? And what is this whole faction with, with Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley that has no name? Like, I don't understand it, man. I don't get it. I just feel like Strowman is in a bad spot right now. He deserves better. And Drew McIntyre deserves so much better too, man. I really hope they they have him fight John Cena at WrestleMania. I want him to fight John Cena at WrestleMania. But so far, it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. 
I would take I would take Strowman and McIntyre at WrestleMania at this point, man. Anything to get him out of what he's doing with Baron Corbin. And it's sad to say because I really used to like Baron Corbin. I really was high on him in NXT. When he first came up to NXT, I was really high on him. But ever since he lost the money in the bank, man, he just fell downhill from there, man. I, my interest for him has just plummeted to rock bottom, to the abyss. And it's sad to say because I really used to be high on him. But now they got him out here wearing fucking vest and, you know, fucking suits and shit, whatever they're having him wear. It's just, oh, man, they're just, used, they're just using him. Completely wrong, man. Baron Corbin obviously is better on the mic than he used to be, but it got to the point where I don't want to even see him on my TV. Like I don't want to. I don't even care for Baron Corbin anymore. And it's sad to say because I like I, said, I was high on him in NXT. I really liked Baron Corbin at one point, but now I just don't give a fuck about him anymore at all. And it's sad to say, but it is what it is. Strowman lost. Corbin won. They're probably gonna lead something to Fastlane. <laughs> that shit, but. No Kurt, no, no Kurt Angle in this, um, which means they'll probably do some tag team match between these guys. That it'll probably be Corbin and and and, and it'll probably be fucking Corbin, Lashley, and and McIntyre versus Strowman, Finn Balor, and Kurt Angle. I'm fucking calling it right now. That's gonna be a six man tag at Fastlane. You can say what you want right now. You can shit on it. You can say I'm wrong, but I'm sticking by it until it actually doesn't happen, and it's gonna happen right there. Fastlane, Balor, Strowman, Angle versus Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. And that match is going to be a match that people don't give a fuck about. But WWE does things like that sometimes. So let's hop on. Let's, I'm tired of talking about this match. Let's move on to what the fuck was the whole Lacey Evans thing? <laughs> what was the whole Lacey Evans seg- segment? So Lacey Evans' music hits, right? She comes out. She does her little thing. She does her little strut, her little pose. She walks down the ramp, and then she stops, turns back around, and walks Back up the ramp, and that was it. What was that shit? That made that that is just pointless to me. Like, what was that? That I don't understand that at all. I don't get it. First of all, we haven't seen Lacey Evans since Royal Rumble, so we we kind of forgot about her a little bit. But that whole thing, I I I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it, man. This whole NXT class, they don't know what the fuck to do with them right now. They don't know if they want them on SmackDown, if they want them on Raw. And I think Lacey Evans has the most more potential than anybody in that class, man. I think she has more potential than anybody in that class. They're not going to do anything with Nikki Cross unless they put her back with Sanity. Uh, Heavy Machinery won't be doing anything. And EC3, I feel like he's going to be like a Zack Ryder Dolph Ziggler. What I mean by that is that they'll push EC3 at some point and then, and then he'll be forgot about. And then they'll push him again, he'll be forgot about. They'll push him again, he'll be forgot about. That's how I feel like they're going to do EC3. Um, he'll be like a Zack Ryder, Dolph Ziggler type of gimmick um, for them. I think that's how they look at him. I think Lacey Evans has a lot of potential. I look at Lacey Evans, I, I, I see kind of a Charlotte a little bit. And, maybe, and I don't mean Charlotte in the ring, but she's the same size as Charlotte. Blonde hair, great physique, great look, super athletic, um, has a great military background. I think Lacey Evans has a lot of potential, especially with her gimmick. It's different. Her gimmick is different, and it's cool. I like her gimmick. So, I think Lacey Evans has a lot of uh, potential, more than anybody in that, in that class. I just don't, I wish they would do something bigger with her. Have her win the fucking Battle Royal at WrestleMania this year. Please. I know she won't be on the main show for WrestleMania, but have her win the fucking Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania. I think that would be a great start for her to head on the right direction, down the right path she needs to go down. So, WWE, if you hear this, which you probably won't, have her win the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Let's move on to the main event. Eliminates Chamber match. 
Kobe Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, the WWE Champion, versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus um, Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy. This match was really good. One of the better chamber matches I think I've seen in a while. I think it um, it was booked just how it should have been. Um, I was a little, little surprised, though, by Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan starting off the chamber. You know, two heels. That kind of didn't make sense to me. And Samoa Joe was the first eliminated. Kind of disappointed by that, too. But I said the match was going to come down to Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. And the crowd was going to get really into it. They're really behind Kofi right now. Kofi is super over right now. He got some real, real heat behind him right now for, by the fans. Um, Joe was the first one out. Jeff Hardy was the second one out, and holy shit, that swan time that Jeff Hardy hit on uh, AJ Styles was great. Uh, AJ was the next out. Um, I, I I think uh, Randy and AJ will have a, a feud leading up to WrestleMania, and that, that will be AJ Styles and Randy's match right there. Um, I thought that AJ would eliminate Randy, and then Randy would um, hit would start would would he? I thought AJ would eliminate Randy, and then Randy would beat up. AJ before he got before he left the chamber and got him eliminated intentionally by Daniel Bryan, um, and then you know obviously AJ would have been pissed because he cost him a shot of the WWE Championship. Um, so I thought you know that's how they would you know get their feud going for WrestleMania. But I still think AJ and Randy will fight at WrestleMania, um, and that's a match I look forward to, man. I mean Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, fucking money, man. You can't tell me that match right there doesn't have money in that match. They should have that match be like the second match on the card. That way, it can steal the show, and it could actually be a match that people still are hyped for, and the crowd won't be dead by then. So, hopefully, um, we can get something like that going. But uh, after uh, AJ, it was Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston hit a Trouble in Paradise, eliminated uh, Randy Orton. And then you had uh, it came down to Randy and Daniel, and man... That ending was fucking great, man. I'm not gonna lie. There were times where I was like, man, Kofi might get it. Kofi might fucking get it, man. He might do the impossible. 11 years in the business. Went from the poor Jamaican gimmick. Now to the to the incredible Hall of Fame New Day gimmick. He might get the shot, man. And people appreciate Kofi so much, man. He's so great. Um, you know, Kofi's over right now like he was in 2009. You remember back in Madison Square Garden when Kofi hit that boom drop on Randy Orton? That's the Kofi Kingston I want to see. That Kofi Kingston right there was fucking legit badass, man. That's the Kofi that I want back just for this. I don't want to see them split up the New Day because I want to see the New Day. I want to see them together forever because if they split them up, I don't think they'll do anything with them. I kind of feel like they'll be back in the mid-cards like they were doing before they formed the team. So I, I want to see the New Day run as long as they can go, man. They're selling great merch for them. They're great for the kids. I want to see them run as long as they can, but... Man, dude, Daniel Bryan won at the end of the match, which is I predicted. I'm happy for that. Um, Daniel got the the victory, but this ending, man, was it was great. It, they told a great story. They had great spots where you thought Kofi would win at some points. Um, they did great high spots in this match, great low spots. I thought it was great, but man, after that, WWE you have to consider a match with Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I know this is something that they wouldn't, they something that they had they didn't even think about a month ago. But damn, the fans have been behind Kofi since since the Gauntlet match, and I'm sorry for Mustafa Ali because that could have been his spot. But hey, shit like this happens, man. Kofi Kingston deserves. He's been in the company for 11 years. He's one of the best in-ring talents they've had for the past 11 years. I would love to see. A, a match between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. You can tell such they, they, you can tell such a great story here. They can do so much with this. Bring Luke Harper back. 
put Luke Harper with Daniel Bryan. Now you have Luke Harper and Eric Rowan at Daniel with Daniel Bryan. Then you had the New Day as well. Have my my man Conrad said it. I'm um, gonna give all credit to Conrad on this. He said it better. Uh, he said it best yesterday. Have Harper and Rowan team up with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane to face the New Day, and the New Day are fighting for a spot to have Kofi Kingston go to WrestleMania to face uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. You know, and you could have on SmackDown, you could have a uh, Biggie and, and Xavier go to management and say, "Hey." Give Kofi one more shot for the WWE Championship. Give him one more opportunity at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. And obviously the management will say, uh, you know, we don't think Kofi has what it takes to defeat Daniel. We don't think Kofi is is the guy, you know. That, we don't think he's WWE Championship material. Let's just face it. We'll say it. We don't think he's WWE Championship material. And then you can lead. Well, let us have them uh, prove that he deserves to be in that spot. Have the New Day versus Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper at Fastlane. If if the New Day wins, Daniel Bryan um, has to face Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship, and that that would be a great fucking match right there. People would totally be behind that, I think. Um, and then when New Day win, the crowd will get a big big pop. And this is a great story that you can tell between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. A, they'll have a great match at WrestleMania. Two, Kofi deserves this moment, man. Even if he loses, he deserves this moment. He deserves at least this WrestleMania moment. He's never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. He deserves this moment, man. Like I said, even if he doesn't win, people would want him to win, including myself. But even if he doesn't win, he deserves this moment. Make it happen. Something you have to consider. Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, something you have to consider for WrestleMania, man. Think about it. It makes a lot of sense at this point now. Nobody wants to see Daniel Bryan AJ Styles no more. Um... And as I don't really think WWE knows what they want their WWE Championship match to be at WrestleMania. This is it right here. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. Let's make it happen. Um, it's something that people would totally get behind by. And WrestleMania is all about giving people what they want. But overall, the pay-per-view was good. It was better than I thought it would be. One of the better elimination chambers I thought in a long time. Lived up to better expectations than I, than I thought. So kudos to the men and women who put on a great uh, show for this pay-per-view. Um, we still got one more pay-per-view leading up to WrestleMania. We got Fastlane. Let's see how they book this card, and let's see what the fuck they do for this. Um, but overall, the pay-per-view was what, what it was. I thought it was good. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel to see my reaction to the Olympus Chamber match for the men at Narcolepsy Boy 94. Um, I did a, a reaction last night to the, uh, Men's Elimination Chamber, which I think you guys will enjoy, so make sure you guys go subscribe and go check it out on my YouTube channel, NarcolepsyBoy94, I got some more stuff coming for you on my YouTube channel, some more trivia, some more podcasts, some more skits coming, stay tuned, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this, this episode, man, I will be having more episodes, I'm gonna think I'm gonna do my first review on a pay-per-view, uh, this week, um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes of my podcast, Appreciate you guys watching, listening, um, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day, man. Make sure you guys watch Raw tonight. Make sure you guys go check out Elimination Chamber last night if you didn't go see it. It was better than I thought it would be, better than anybody thought it would be, I think. But Daniel Bryan and, and, and Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania, let's make it happen. This is a match that I would totally 100% be by now, man. So let's make it happen. Let's get it headed in the right direction. Um, so this hopefully it's something WWE is at least thinking about, but... Like I said, something Kofi deserves, but he's never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. I think this is a match you can do so much with. I just think this is the right way to book the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania at this point. This is my opinion. Thank you guys for uh, listening. 
make sure you guys, like I said, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, NarcolepsyBoy94, to see my full reaction for Elementary Chamber last night. And we'll have more episodes coming for you guys in the future.